Listen, Frank Perta has his kings. He knows his kings and he makes for his kings. You're right. Although I don't know if he does know his kings, so he makes a few people and they're kind of different. Mm, yeah, he was He's experiment. He was experiment. You have to mix the sauce and see which yeah, one suits you. Until you get the recipe. You're not on mic and we're recording. She didn't know we started yet. Go ahead, grab the mic. Oh, I will. Yeah. No, but that that's that's oh, it. We're that's doing it right. That's that's how we do it. Much like the movie, chaos is all over the Chaos yes. ensues. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Movie Mandem. I'm one of your hosts, Damien. With me, as always, my co-host, who is it's currently me, moving a chair. Yep. Um, <laughs> hi, Bam. Hi. We're gonna we're gonna speed through this a little bit. Probably. We got um eight people here to talk about. Uh, th- this is a big finale for our Weirdoween mm-hmm. or or Hallow Hallow Weird. Uh, we talked about weird movies all October, and we're capping it off. Oh, happy Halloween, by the way. This is coming out on Halloween. Happy birthday to me. Spooky season, baby. Yeah. Um, your birthday's Halloween? Yes. I think you said this last time. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. And I said it was my sister's um, anniversary. Yes. Yeah, so if you listen to the last episode, just skip through that last two seconds. But too late. <laughs> you listen to it. Um, we got Kimmy. Greetings. Uh, we got Lexi. Hi. We got Toby. Hey. We got... New guest, Rue. Hi. Another new guest, John. Hello. Hello. Those are their voices. Learn them. All you right. guys can't see, but your ponytail is amazing. It's giving everything it needs it's to so give. It's so cute. <laughs> um, so we're talking uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And um, just real quick. We go. All right. We're back. Um, this is one of my favorite movies. Really? And really? I realized this upon a rewatch. Yes. That's great. And I, I, I want to start this off. It's my uh, first time watching it. This is your first time watching what? it. What? Right. Yeah. yeah, when Bam said he hadn't watched it, I was shocked. Yeah. So was I, because Bam, you're you're a man that, to me, you've I've seen, seen many movies. You've seen yes. many movies. And I understand how that sounds, because like, people come up to me like, oh, you haven't seen this? And he's like, I thought you watched everything. Like, no, I, I'm not, I don't have that time. Yeah, Kimmy, where would I ever hear somebody say that to me? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but this is one of my favorites, and regrettably... <laughs> The thing that brought me to this is Glee had an episode where uh, they did Rocky no. Horror Picture Show. Yeah, the best <sighs> show ever, Glee. That did not you know. And I, uh, this was 2010. Right. So I was about 14. Right. Great time to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. It right? was. You're figuring out yourself. Yeah. You, you might have yourself a little girlfriend. Right. Uh, I was very much, not, I wasn't Brad in this. <laughs> but I was like, I had this longtime girlfriend and you know you you want you want things to go to a, a next level, right? And you're not so quite. You, sh- you got to Doctor Frankenfurter's castle. Yeah, y- uh-huh. yeah. You just right. one day your tire just pops, right. and then being the dumb white man you are, sure. <laughs> something you go to something about a transvestite just gets the mood going, right? It's yeah, a sweet transvestite, transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Exactly. Um, but like several of the things in this movie about you know exploring your own sexuality mm-hmm. when you come, because I'm not a conservative person sure. but she was raised very religious right. uh so and you thought this was the movie that was gonna sp- sexually so, awaken her so well i i waited nine years to show her this because right. i you're really no, bad sorry oh you were 13 years you're really bad your time yeah she, has, she she my my wife watched this with me last night and she loved it but at the time no could not have shown this to sure. her way too 
um, you know, conservative yeah. at the time. Picky moments. Picky yeah, picky moments, moments picky movies. Yeah. Um, but Toby, I'll throw it to you because you said something earlier about Rocky Horror and what it represents to conservative people. I thought it was a really good point. And if you want to expound on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rocky Horror, of course, in the traditional vein of musicals, is very self-aware. It's heavily um, influenced by, of course, camp and queer culture um, and a significant period of time of the 70s. And uh, essentially, um, it's having a lot of fun. And in having that fun, it's basically exploring um how straight people view queer people mm -hmm. and it kind of plays up this idea of deviance and perversion and um things like that so yeah mm -hmm. i mean what you just said about it being a fun movie it's one of those movies that i watched and i'm thinking yeah they all look like they had a great time yeah on this. everyone's having a ball yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean tim curry is a vision like yeah. he's He's completely thrown himself. He's a body. He's an OG body. While while we're recording, I want to make there's a particular face that he makes that I want to just have in the Every background. Every single one of his faces. It's the smirk. I think it's it might be the smirk, smirk oh. with the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. It's it's his, it's his cut to camera. <laughs> Tim Curry just. He yeah, gives me yeah. everything. Very. Yeah. This, this movie inspired my my favorite Twitter bit ever. Uh -huh. Where uh, there's a Twitter account during the early early days of Twitter. It says, "I see you shaking with Antissi." And the, the stops. And then for eight years, the <laughs> account is dead. Mm -hmm. And then he replies, patient. That's yes. dedication <laughs> that to the bit. Best yeah. Twitter bits I've ever seen from an account. I really Patreon respect day. that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, that's dedication. Can I, can I give you um, one of my Twitter bits from like yeah. early days? Mm -hmm. um, it's from a, a Twitter account called One Tweet Tony. Okay. One Tweet Tony. And the tweet is, does one tweet? it says, nailed it, that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's Perfect. that's from well the early well days. Well Back well when Twitter was Sealed. fun. Remember them days? Twitter was fun. Not just a nightmare hellscape yeah, that yeah. brought down uh, regimes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, anyway, speaking of, speaking of uh, people loving musicals, um, we had to really you know bring the full gamut of guests here. Yeah. So okay. So I, let's I'd break like down. To, I'd like to invite uh, my good friend over here, Rue. Um, no. From the Hunger Games. From you the grew Hunger up, Games, girl. Um, she. <laughs> oh, you she, didn't she, die in that. Scene? I got some great information from her. Um, because she's just in town. And I said, "Hey, come on, come on by, watch this movie." So she gave me some great information. A, Sound of Music is her favorite movie. B, she hates musicals. <laughs> Three, she had never heard of nor seen this movie until what last night? I, yesterday. I had heard so, of it. Yeah. I just never watched it. I did not know it was a musical. Right. That's not the reason and, I didn't. And Boya Boya, were you really locked in? As but soon as good this God, thing started. it started with singing lips. Yes. And I'm like the yeah. most <laughs> musical way to start <laughs> a musical. For yeah. a ride. Right. You really committed to coming here, so. Oh my God. Go. Um, yeah. And then there were just like songs after songs after yes. songs, and I'm like, as musicals are. Is it, as there's a, yeah. no plot. There is plot. There is plot. I mean, listen, I watched this movie over three days. Yes. I didn't have to have a thought in my head mm -mm. to understand what was happening. Except for horror, that right? alone <laughs> made it enjoyable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to engage my brain mm -hmm. to enjoy it. It was entertaining. Um, Tim Curry is so hot. Yeah. So um, hot. And. I, I didn't even I imagine how many awakenings I this movie it, has processed. You know, music. I've always been attracted to men in tights, pretty much. Yeah, um, Hood, to obviously. to drag queens, <laughs> yeah. to no, men dressed it. as women. Mm -hmm. um, some bumps, some bumps. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
yeah, it was just very interesting to see. I liked what Toby said about, you know, how they were playing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that this is how conservative people see trans persons, queer persons. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did have an issue with the scenes where Frankenfurter goes into the rooms. Does a bit of coercion. But, you know, where it's like manufactured consent. It's not consent, mm-hmm. consent. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Above who all else, he like, is an evil alien. Overlord. Who doesn't like <laughs> a bit of figuring out what you like sexually? Mm, blurred, yeah, blurred, yeah. Lines, blurred lines, little bit of blurred lines. Not blurred lines, not Robin Thicke. No. Robin Thicke. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a there. I did think about that scene in the context of how like larger society thinks about consent nowadays and sexuality nowadays and how those scenes are. Yeah, I mean, the consent is at the very least dubious. Um, but again, it's playing into this idea of fear and, um, this connection. Yes. And the, the idea that you can be tricked, um, into doing things that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And this kind of idea of queer people being very manipulative, um, but Frankfurt, it's the gay agenda or the queer, right, the queer right, agenda. Like right. they're 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 all plotting in a castle about how do we convert the straights, right, to join, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and they're they're really playing it up. I mean, even just the science fiction references and yeah, yeah, yeah. the 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 alien analogy, the idea of the other, mm-hmm. the so not so human. So like, so um, like, I'm watching this movie and I realize, oh, this is a marriage of like Dracula and Frankenstein, right? Because it's both. I intend to like make a new creature to like as my as my slave or whatever. Yeah. But also, Dracula is a very seductive person. Yeah. yeah. He is. Yeah. He's DTF, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that is what Dracula. Wrote. So this is it, this is like a like a parody of both those movies because yeah. yes. haunted castle, creepy guests, and um, absolutely, absolutely, it's an inspiration. Weird, weird new world. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is Dracula and Frankenstein. Isn't it also it's funny that marriage. he creates like the American dream of a guy, blonde hair, yes, muscle, yes, yes, perfect yes yeah. Man. You know, yeah, ready yeah. to do push-ups and all yeah, them yeah. something there. So it's just like, ah, they do want us all. So yeah, I'm yeah. sure every jock was just like, you're, ugh, you queers, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're trying to get me. Yeah, yeah that, that, that is like a, a big football jock. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. There's all that stuff to it. Um. So, but so I just call it. Oh, this is Frankenstein meets Dracula via glam rock. Mm. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 the movie is like, definitely. Oh, like, yeah. Like so. Like again, this is. So I watched it. Uh, yesterday for the first time, or yeah, yeah, last week for the first time, and I was just like. Oh, this is this is great. This is like I love these songs. Mm-hmm. I love musicals. Who would have thought? Yeah, musicals um, are great. Yeah, great. Amazing. Yeah. Um, we may have a musician in the room as we speak. Um, but who so knows? It and uh, so the, the thing is, on the timeline of episodes, I had just watched Pink Flamingos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my brain was not ready to process another movie right afterwards. So I, I kind of just like half watched it. I was just like, mm, the song's good, but like. I'm still thinking about Divine and her yeah, escapades antics, yeah. in, in, in that <laughs> film. But as you say, Flick Flamingos, I was watching this and having seen that last week, those are still burned into my brain. Yeah. You're f- you're fearful. The time does not matter, no. right? You this is watch it three right years after. after Pink Flamingos. Yeah. And look what budget <laughs> can do. Well, this, <laughs> but like this, like you look at this and in isolation, you know, not in... Uh, comparison to Pink Flamingos, it's doing a lot. And yeah. like, you got a lot of nudity this is, this in it. Is equally smashing the uh, nudity. Yeah, you parents. got nudity in little this. nips. There's nips in there's, this. There's no female nips. There is a little bit of female nips. There's when? female nips in it. Um, magenta when she's doing her little. When bit. she's doing her when, her. When, when yeah. they get when they yeah. get the Medusa, you see some nippies. Yeah. Well, a nice brief nudity for everybody. Uh, it's not enough to like. Uh, 
Do you Do count much. male nipples? Because we got some male nipples out the water. No, male nipples for, yeah, for, for days. Yeah. We have them in bulk for in this days. movie, and I love that for them. Yeah. Free the nips. But I mean, you got people they, they, people taking their clothes off all over the place, and you know they're they're having sex. There's lots of sex scenes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, content-wise, it feels very like I don't know if you could get away with just making this uh, in any no, studio. No, this could come out tomorrow. I think. I, th- I, think I yeah. agree. If I Euphoria agree could Bam. get made, anything can come out tomorrow. Okay. You couldn't make Pink Flamingos. Nobody would Def- buy it. No, them. immediately well, you could no. Definitely make this. Also, can I, 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 at the time, I'm not sure how easy it was to get this kind of okay, thing out so, there. So, as I call him, uh, his character name is Riff Raff, but obviously he's Sexy Igor to me. Um, <laughs> he, he and Tim Curry, they're right. good friends. Sexy Igor, he's actually the playwright of the original theatrical run of this. And him and Tim Curry are just like, you know, eat, eaten up like 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 British Broadway, Brit- whatever British Broadway with, with this thing, right? Yeah. Producers see it, they're like, oh, we should. You make mean this the West movie. End? Yeah. The West End. West End. That's right. the one. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, we could we could like make some money on this. In comes the American producers, fly them out to America. You get Susan Sarandon and um, what's his face? Can we big up the fact that this is one of the only movies Susan Susan Sarandon is in Young? Like yeah. I don't know. She, she was in any of like weird dramas. This is just another day. This job was before she was like Susan. Yeah, before yeah, yeah. she was like yeah. Oscar she, no, she Susan in like Susan. the eighties. But she, this is just another day job. It's crazy her. that because I, I never recognized her until I was like, I was like Susan, you're young. Yeah. It's like I, Morgan. I totally see why gay people like Susan Sarandon. It's I like when when you see Morgan Freeman young, you're like, you, yeah. you're never born big. Yeah. Yeah. I swear you're born big. I swear Susan is born big. And I'm like Susan, you was in this movie. Mm-hmm. I love so, Susan. Yeah, so so they do that. Um, the producers come in. They're like, hey, let's bit, uh, get a bit of money on this and like do a movie. Great. Um, Tim Curry is the only person who can play Dr. Frankenberto. So they Absolutely. fly his ass. Right? This is Tim Curry's theatrical debut, right? After, mm. like, you know, crushing it as a, as a stage actor. They do this. Um, it comes out. There is no way to market this movie to the public, right? Nobody knows what the fuck this is supposed to be. So the original theatrical run. Angle your mic a bit. Hmm? Angle it. Yeah, yeah like this comes out. It, like, bombs hard in the first week. They're like, oh, fuck. But 20th Century Fox, God bless them, they're just like, there's something to this. So at the time in the 70s, there's this thing called Midnight Movies where mm-hmm. all the fucking weirdos stumble out of a club and they want to go have like a good time. So that's when you play all your like... Absolutely. Yeah. That's when you play all your like um, like weird musicals, some light, soft pornos. Right. Like that's, that's, that's when you... Because you could all the, jerk all the stuff off you in the theater. The matinee. Because watching pornos should be a communal... As, as a, a team, as a, a team. A time, it was all public masturbation. For they me, right? come and they yeah, right, they right, go. Right, right. You come, you leave satisfied. Yeah. Um, uh, big up you, Herman. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. My guy. Um, yeah, so so they are like, all right, let's exclusively market this to the fucking weirdos at the midnight movies, right? And they do it, and like a silent word of mouth happens, and like over coming months. Like the numbers just keep on escalating and escalating and escalate until this becomes like literally a tradition for for yeah. like, for, like, for like people like yeah. oh, I want midnight, to say something like that with, yeah. yeah this is this is like their their Halloween something and uh, amazing fact about this movie this is the longest running single Theatrical, run of a film ever yeah. to this day yeah. Yeah. forty eight years thereabouts yeah every every like uh, midnight showings like, it's even referenced in like other anymore. movies like Loser yes yeah. 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 And yeah. a couple of others, I can't remember them now, but I remember Loser being like, there's a scene when in Loser where you saw the people line up, and I was just like, wow, they still they still it, do that even then. It even popped up in um, our good friend, um, 
Jennifer's body where um the kid is just like, hey, I just showing up Rocky Ray picture. And yep. Jennifer goes, I don't like boxing movies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love the As fact. she shouldn't. To the point of it still running now. And that's how I was introduced to it. Oh. As being mentioned. Yeah. It's like a mainstay in pop culture. Yeah. It's yeah. Because like again, like you, Ru, I didn't know that it was a musical. I just heard Rocky Horror you Picture Show. You just heard it. Yeah. You just in, heard yeah. that there's a showing here. And you heard that somebody's going to dress up as somebody. And yeah. It was a phenomenon. It still is a phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in TV guide days when they used to print. <laughs> TV oh guide days. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, bring us back to that. That was dedication to watching TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember scanning in the back and seeing, oh, Rocky Horror. Circle it. I remember just yeah. It and then going to watch it, and I remember being, wait, is that the guy from? What's what's it? Home Alone. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the, the concierge <laughs> from Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, Tim Curry. Yeah. Strutton. I was blown away. Yeah. By it's funny kids. watching this. Um, in between watching this, the when I watched it the first time, I watched it, the 1998, yes. mm-hmm. and watching this again and seeing him with the white makeup. Mm-hmm. I kept getting like, and also he's kind of real it vibes. In he's movie. he's kind of predatory, just like he, so. I just expected his teeth to just grow into yeah, knives, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he does it as a clown. Uh, um, yeah, when Tim play a role, he played his yeah. role. <laughs> I love that they brought him back for the remake too. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that so much. But yeah, I I wanted to talk about Bam was what Bam was saying and like the whole theater culture around this movie mm-hmm. is really cool and really significant. Um, I. I'm really fascinated with the idea that it was originally a play and then, you know, it they made this movie. But then in the cult following, um, you know, when this movie became really popular in certain scenes and certain groups, they started to do a blend of both the theatrical and the stage um, performance. So you'd have these film showings of the movie and then they'd be enacting the play aspects on stage itself which i think is so cool um it's like (laughs) it plays into the idea of like things around this movie never being too much there the extravagance is part of the experience it's an important part of the experience and then also the fact that the theatrical releases were happening at midnight i feel like that fits very squarely into queer culture as well yeah the idea of the nightlife and um communing at night especially because this movie would have been influenced by for example obviously queer culture but more specifically drag culture around the time you know bam mentions that pink flamingos would have come out a few years just before and at the time divine would have already been um one of the hallmarks in queer subculture relevant to um american mainstream media and the concept of like club kids and things like that in coming out of new york's queer culture would have already been well known speaking of my color culkin right Oh, um, <laughs> just to like uh, add to what Toby's saying about the theater culture, um, this movie is also pretty significant in how um, it demonstrates how um, the audience was interacting with, with the, the art mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. people would learn the lines and right. they would come back and not right. just learn the lines, but they would have like witty comebacks to mm-hmm. what's being said in the film. Mm-hmm. And then people would just be joking with, with each other yeah. in the theaters and you know, saying every week, baby, we can come yeah, yeah. 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 every week. And so you, yeah. yeah, so it builds community. Um, people would throw popcorn yeah. and they'd have, they'd bring water, you yeah. know, it's like what it, it, it kind of blurs the lines between what, between how life 
imitates art and how art imitates life in sort of way. Yeah. And it's sort of like this talk back, this sort of interaction. Yeah, because it's, it's reflective of what exists, exactly. but it also informs existence yeah. of Precisely. all people. Precisely. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I think it, it, it is really born out of the fact that um, this production started out in the theater and then yes. made yeah, the yeah. jump over yeah. into, the cine- into cinema. And it sort of kept that... Uh, yeah, no, no exactly that. That, it, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about that that, lo- that, that lovely um gay chimera of the snake eating its own tail and becoming the snake itself. Ouroboros. Again, again, like yeah. Ouroboros. Yeah. Ouroboros. And yeah. that's happening with the music as well because, um, you know, it's smack dab in the middle of the 70s. You have rock already being established as one of the more mainstream Glam genres. You already have rock yeah. and roll emerging. And then um, one of the things that the costume designer was saying was that uh, she believes, or they believe, that... um the costuming would have influenced punk culture that yeah, followed, yeah, right. mm-hmm. um, which makes sense because it's kind of like you have this movie musically being influenced by like rock and rock and roll culture, which would then have spawned punk culture. But then you have the fashion side of it that's influencing punk punk culture, punk culture as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, saw, I saw a little tidbit with the costume designer and they had this great bit where someone is asking them like, how do you think of the, the, the alien costumes that Riff Raff and um, Magenta comes out? And they're like, what, what inspired, like, what movie is inspired you? And she's just like, oh, I've never seen a sci-fi film. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, so where'd you come with the costume? We're like, when somebody tells you space costume, you kind of know. Yeah. And she just made it up. And, and it's a brilliant design. You start at Metallic and you, like, work back exactly. Science fiction in music would have already been yeah, yeah. a thing. Like Prince and David Bowie would have already been established visual archetypes for people to kind of build off of anyway Mm -hmm. i I saw i I was i was listening to um this other podcast earlier i I know damon calm down um and they're talking about like no because i'm seething right now what you mean listening you cheating on me about david beckham right and 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 what i remember about david beckham was was the in them inventing the term metrosexual so david beckham they're like ah this new breed of man yo there was a brother in my class i would rock like what a fucking disdain to like Prince I and David Bowie and like and like to, to call yeah. this person the first. Yeah, uh, kid in in first form, he liked to put gel in his hair. Got made yeah. fun of it. He's like, I'm just a metrosexual. Right. So you don't even he know what you're saying. Hair, he, like, metrosexual in Jamaican, you might as well just. He yeah. didn't. Want, he did. He he, he, he didn't. Tendencies. He didn't want them to call him gay. That's what it was. What so if a like, man showed? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere, um, fam. I want to go back to like what you were saying about um how Rocky Horror Picture Show is kind of a fusion between Dracula and and Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I think it's kind of a an homage or sort of love letter to the whole gothic genre in yeah, itself. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and I think it it really strikes at the heart of how um horror as a genre really lends itself to the escapism to like you know these abstract ideas mm-hmm. of queerness and identity how we can you know talk about these things using these proxy characters of aliens and vampires john waters has yeah. a whole thing about exactly like, the reason him and mm-hmm. his friends like loved horror is because like it was showing precisely the, alter, the ordinary to normal yeah. exactly. and that's how they felt on and the so inside. like you know in some of my research around this film you know um, some authors have been saying how Frankenfurter is some sort of queer reimagining of Frank of um, Victor Frankenstein, yes. mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, that's actually not kind of true because Victor Frankenstein was always was always kind of queer. Yeah, like if yeah. you read Mary Shirley's actual book, yeah. like you know, he's. Like you know, the actual he character, just, just cranks it, yeah. just turns it up. He disavows his fiance, goes and picks out hot man body parts right. to make a man for himself. Yeah, that's the perfect man procreating with his wife. Yeah, yeah. 
Like it's all queer. And then in in, in one of the and earlier in Frankenstein, 19... he makes right. Frankenstein a girl. She's like, I don't like men. Right. <laughs> and she ha- and he has to make he has to make him a girl because you know their relationship yes. didn't work out. He poured into Adam the yes. monster. That's what his name actually is. He poured into Adam everything he wanted from a man because it didn't look nice mm-hmm. because it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. He didn't want him. <laughs> Right, and and so and it's like the women in their lives, like the bride, um, Victor's fiance, mm-hmm. they're just um, side characters. Right. The real drama is between it's Victor and Adam, yeah. between mm-hmm. the scientist and the monster, and like you know that's a, that's a very intense um, homosocial relationship, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with with um, with Dracula, and you know the Count is after Jonathan. John. He's on John. Yeah. Like, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has him L- in his sights, like, like, you know, <laughs> like side characters. Exactly, yeah. and so you know. Um, why I really want to talk about that, you know, is the fact that, you know, queer people have always been in horror. Like, you know, horror has always been about imagining, you know, what's weird, what's different, what's mm-hmm. peripheral. That's and that's kind of like, you know, a part of the whole campiness of this film. You know, we have people that, you know, Brandon and Janet, as straight as straight as, uh, and, and white as you can yeah. be, getting put <laughs> right on this roller coaster ride. You put on this roller coaster ride through, um, you know, the peripheries, through the weird, through the... Um, the horrific mm-hmm. and coming out change. I mean, I have more opinions, but you know, I'll, I'll yeah. leave it there. I mean, he but he he sees them doing their dance and he just refers to them as weird he's, foreigners. Yeah, he's, he's, so oh, just, oh, it's just European. culture. He's yeah. European. Yeah. I just Brad is so unassuming. It's fun. It's the amazing. The first time I saw Brad outside the chapel after the wedding, yeah. talking to his best bud. Yeah, I'm like, that's a gay man. Yeah. He is secretly <laughs> in love early, with. He's secretly in love with his best friend, mm-hmm. and he's gonna propose to this girl just because. Right. He was, he, I don't think he was. That's why when Frank first, I was just like, hey, hey. He's like, he's just like, it's just, in his head, he's like, I mean, it's just like summer camp again, but we just, I just won't tell Janet this time. That's exactly what he was doing. He was totally down. Um, There's a part in the, oh, go ahead, Toby. No, I just wanted to go back to the idea of horror and exploration of the other and perversion and the way that horror, as John said, has always lent itself to the exploration of queerness as perversion in um, the broader society mm-hmm. and as John was speaking I was thinking about our Women in Horror podcast and how the same tropes often come up when we're talking about queerness and horror and perversion and um, Jennifer's body in particular mm-hmm. where um, Jennifer of course is bi that's a bi queen and um, <laughs> right and the, the, the film is exploring her sexuality in the context of her being demon possessed and the that common horror theme, but also um, just exploring as well the idea of cannibalism but um, that comes up in Rocky Horror as well, mm-hmm. and that's a common thread that we see as we explore the monstrous or as we explored um, women in horror. Yeah. But oh. it extends itself Hold to on. queerness and other marginalized identities. Hold on, but Jennifer wasn't buying that. Her, yes, her best friend was by, and then the demon is obviously trying to get, uh, is trying to mess with everybody, so she knows that her best friend actually wants her, and it's, that's when she starts like liking, because it's only to her best friend um, she do it because she knows her best friend wants up her body. There's clear, there's clear signs before she's possessed by a demon that Jennifer is bisexual, when? and it's something because she got murdered like right out the gate, <laughs> like sorry, sacrificed and thrown on the whole of no return, and then she crawled back. 
And then after that, she was just like, she turned to hot Jennifer, who was like destroying everybody's soul, and succubus Jennifer. And then the only time, I feel like the only time she would like display the buy stuff, because I'm like, they had it as a sleepover. So you really missed out on our Jennifer's body podcast? Huh? You really missed out on our Jennifer's body Una podcast? Who never call me? Mm-hmm. Nobody never call me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just feel like it was just just like the demon plays into it knows what you want, so it plays into whatever role will get them closer to you, so that way it can get whatever it wants from you. So I don't know that Jennifer was by before that. Am I bugging? Well, you know. Okay, so if you look at Jennifer and Needy's relationship, even in some of the flashbacks and how they talk to each other, it you know you see the fact that uh, that Needy is obviously in love with mm-hmm. Jennifer, but you also see how um how Jennifer responds to this and how she absorbs this and how she weaponizes this because you know she knows that she is a beautiful woman and that kind of beauty gives you currency she's aware of the effect that she has on both men and women whether or not she is inclined to act on whatever she feels for women before or after her sacrifice is another thing but she's at least aware of it she knows that it's there she knows you know she it's, it's 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 this intimate push and pull between her and Needy and how they talk to each other and she gets Needy to do things for her because she knows, she knows that she likes her more than a friend. Mm-hmm. I, s- I see that more as manipulation and just adoration because even it, just because you know someone adores you, you can get away with stuff. The Who doesn't like can, to be adored the from two any can sex? Exist, the, t- the two can exist together. And as we yeah. explore Sapphic relationships, um, it's important to remember that things aren't always overt mm-hmm. and that it's often the subtle relations that you're seeing between two people that will reveal what's actually happening as the undercurrent. Yeah. Uh, I want to pivot to something um, very important, if I will. Um, is the time warp dance the first iteration of the Cha-Cha's life? <laughs> <laughs> Mm. It may very well be. Yeah. It may because very well be. Because when the narratives, when you put your hands on your hips and you do that, I'm just like, oh, I'm getting some heavy cha-cha slide from, from this thing. And like, I'm upset. Like, more dancers should do this. I think this is a perfect fling this in, in the middle of like, you know, a wedding routine. <laughs> so so is it that the time work possibly like inspired us as Jamaica? Because you know, we love our group dance. We love our group. We, we love, love our group dance. Because what was it? Was that, what, did something there come out before this? What's that? Electric slide. Le- oh, this is a great question. It's electric. Um, it's probably around the same era. It's 70s, baby. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Woogie, 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 So you can't, you can't feel it, you know. You can't feel it. Um, yeah, so, le- like, all right. So I want to talk about... Um, 1976 for electric slide. There we go. For okay, electric boogie. And then right. when did the movie come this out? This is 1975, so yeah. this was first. Ha! Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, wow. Time, time warp before all else. Yeah. Time warp set this trend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, important question: Is Tim Curry's entrance the best ever put on film? Absolutely. Is it the entrance. best character entrance ever? It's, put it's up there cool. for the it's time. Up there for, the time. for sure. And the outfit, you know, the outfit yeah. really sells it. Let's bring back corsets, like casual yeah. corsets. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> like for men, you're talking about the corsets, the shoes, the shoes, yeah, the shoes. yeah, the hair, the the eyeshadow, that like, curl pattern. Yeah. The, the hair, the the, the, the hair had really exactly the yeah. moose mm-hmm. when he. In that moment is when I knew I loved the film on and the first watch. When you said that this was his introduction to the um to, to cinema, mm-hmm. what an introduction. Yeah. I, yeah. I if if it's not the best character introduction, it's definitely the best introduction of an actor, actor to sure. the yeah, cinematic yeah, yeah. world. Like yeah. you don't get a it's better like, introduction it's than like that. A, like he's tapping his heels and you're like, Oh, instant tension, who's this? And the, like, the elevator coming down, he's back down, turned. he like struts, he stays hair bones, he takes off the coat and you're like, Oh my god, Who I'm has better a singular eyebrow control? than Tim Curry. 
Kim Carrey has one of the best faces in the game. Jim Carrey I mean, is the imagine closest. Imagine this Jim Carrey film is very close. on like a, good a giant screen. Like all those close-ups of Tim Curry's yeah. face must have like blown people's minds. I want, yo, Rocky like, Horror in IMAX, please. Let's do Jesus that. Christ, but yes, Christopher Nolan should be a campaigning for that. For Tim Curry. You're talking thing. about the eyebrow is when he was, the anticipation Lips, the when he, that little quiver. Everything face is doing I was like, that quiver work. is, that, that quiver did things to oh, me. Also, this man got legs for days. There's one day is my guy. The yeah. man, days if KFC on. ever see him right now, them <laughs> fry him and batter him. Jesus. Leg and time meal deal it's right not, now. I'm with you. Listen with to you. me. I'm with you. Um, yeah, so like, I'm just imagining like this happening and like his character entrance and people going, oh, okay. <laughs> and like, it that really clears up it's what this movie is. It's that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B- because like, you know, the, the entrance, so Sexy Igor brings him through the thing, right? You got your French Why maid. Why you calling him Sexy Igor? Riff Raff. With his, his half balding. Sexy Igor. It's not sexy. <laughs> oh, no. Lexi, hot take. Everybody in this film is a different kind of sexy. Riff Raff is serving you. Though. Do you see the jawline? He got cheekbones, yeah. Like I'll give him the him jawline could have cut a little slice of cake still. But uh, <laughs> sex is not what I would use to describe Lexi, him. Everybody in this film would. All right? Extremely fuckable, this entire cast. Not it's a, also not a interesting thinking about <laughs> like the way that queer people present themselves mm-hmm. and how that relates to attraction. Yes. And how straight people perceive attraction. Right. And how queer people perceive mm-hmm. attraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think that's interesting. I love the fact that Frank is someone who is attracted to um, multiple people across genders. Mm-hmm. And how um, these people all look very different from one another mm-hmm. in many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you got you got his little his little dancers and I'm viewing like there's like an Andy Warhol person, there's like a Pamela Greer looking kind of person. Like all of his all of this little all of this little backup dancer. I'm like, oh this is a full spectrum of like different kind of there's even like what seems to be like a Saudi <laughs> um <laughs> looking kind of guy. Like you're like a real full spectrum of like, you know, rich party goers to this Yeah. Thing. The way that the characters reflect, like, reality. And then Rocky is kind of this mockery of the straight image of what's attraction or the strict Mm -hmm, idea mm -hmm. of masculinity. Yeah, because, like, he... McCarthy's so good, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Like, yeah, so he comes in, you know, you realize, oh, this is the kind of movie. Okay, great, Let's, let's strap in, folks. And then he just brings you on this, like... He... By the way, the fact that this movie did the bit of like, because Dracula is like a popular character for so long, the fact that they did the bit of, let's do the Transylvania mm. joke, and you're like, trans, get it guys? You're like, oh fuck, like when did it? I'm like, oh, this whole time, I didn't think of doing that bit. That's a good bit, guys. That's so funny. Um, Yeah, it comes to that, then, so at the first floor, it's like sexy Dracula in a corset. Second floor is like full on Dr. Frankenstein, right? And I want to cut to him creating, um, what do you call it? A uh, uh, butch, butch Frankenstein's monster, um, Rocky in this thing. Um, you, the, I I love the iconography of this because even that little red triangle on his scrubs, um, that was D- Damon Brace himself. Another um, Nazi reference. Right. Um, when the when people when the Nazis started collecting people and putting them into camps to yeah, differentiate they what type of person you were, they would put symbols on it. So that red triangle it was actually meant to say homosexual. Mm-hmm. So, and then during that... Like, oh, that's where you were going with this? I thought you were talking about the little dark Nazi experience where they would kind of like Frankenstein that, people that, that, together. That too, that too. That too. Um, so, and then it would, the, the symbol itself was like reacquired by the queer community in like 6th and 7th. We were like, yeah, I'm homosexual. Look, this is what the red triangle is for us. I thought like little touches like that was just like... 
like perfect perfect costume in this thing when you talk about his um his you know his tastes um the people that he's interested in sexually um so there's columbia who is the pink-haired one yeah um magenta the french maid magenta um who is the what's her relationship with riffraff are they fucking but mm. like, but he calls her his sister. Sis. Yeah. Well, maybe on trans, so on, maybe on Transylvania they, they fuck yeah. Because, because yeah, I know, I know they're aliens, and I guess you know whatever happens on Transylvania stays maybe in Transylvania. Maybe they're a close oh, no, family. Because like, him, like they're they're, wa- they're watching <laughs> when the they TV, do that little right? hand thing, and yeah. he d- gives her like a very intense kiss on the cheek yeah. or yeah. her neck or whatever. No, they're doing. Your grandma watching, never kissed you on the cheek. They're, they're watching like, the other room. It's just and then they want to fuck in the room, and so they like like scare away Rocky from his bed. I don't think that was because they wanted no. to fucking room. They you just sure? wanted to mess with Rocky. He was Rocky. jealous. Just, just very jealous. Right. Yeah, no, because it's like another create. Riffraff is sick of Frankenfurter's shit. Yeah, he's like, I want to go home. I don't want you to be yeah, fucking around making stuff. Yeah, this fun joker doing his own right. Yeah. Like y- this, you've had your fun. Let's go back home now. And when he sees this got this new creation, yes. uh, which he knows that Frankenfurter is gonna get bored of in a few days, right. he's just like, I'm a fuck with him. I think that's what that's about. I don't think he's trying to like open up the bed for them to yeah. plow down. Yeah, so I posited this question to Toby. Is this a regular day in the life of Dr. Frankenford? Or is this just like 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 because like he, he gets frustrated when um the Pyacon of this film enters yeah. um Meatloaf, okay, Eddie, <laughs> and he does his five minute song and you're like, Who the fuck are these backer guys? And then he exits and, and that's no more you see them. But I'm like, No no, go back to Eddie, what's up with Eddie guys? Um but he gets like very frustrated because like he's stealing his light he sees like oh no don't let him get to Rocky my it's the first time that everybody in the room is not looking at Frank and Furta yes, is when Eddie very, comes in yeah, with the motorcycle very, um, like yeah. upset and does his little he, well he, he pickaxes him to death <laughs> my response originally was it would be a good day for him because like he created Rocky but he also dies in the end so yeah. like so <laughs> I guess real, it's half and half I, I think he was working on Rocky for a while latest yeah, of his creations yeah. Yeah. he but was also like uh, messing with Eddie's brain right, as right, another right. Experiment and it, what it, it, he he's says, got, like, he's got a lot going on in this house, yeah. yeah. So, like, I think it's a big day for him to right. get ro- but it is not the first creation, it's sure. just the the, mo- the, la- the most recent one he's excited about, right? right, right. Um, but did he create Rocky or was it Riff Raff? What he, no, he created, he, 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 he Rocky. Created, he could, he's, he's, he's doctor. Number one, put it in the, the stuff in the soup and in the soup. No, I mean, like, prior to all of that, that showing piece. Who did the actual work to create Rocky? I'm sure, then pass him the sauce and splash. Said, I made a creature. Me so make a creature. Like I mean, he, he did the. We don't feel like maybe he took maybe he has like little handlers to get the. We parts. don't feel like he took the like the. He's a delegator and he's just like uh, giving instructions. Do this, do this, and maybe that's why. Right, he might not be the brains. He might just be, you know. You kind of get into like intellectual the property there, because then it's like, did Frank infer to make mm-hmm. the design, and then Riffraff just <laughs> press the buttons. It's mm-hmm. like. Social network kind of. So it's covered right? in a good film called Oppenheimer, where um, you know, he technically <laughs> yeah. didn't. He wasn't there putting the bomb together, but you know, he had a team, like you know. Yeah, Neutrality is complicity. No, sh- sure, sure, sure. Well, well, I mean, isn't that what Killers of the Flower Moon is also about? There it's you go. Good friend, our good friend. Um, um, Marty Scorsese. So outside of uh, Magenta and Riffraff, there's also Brad, played by Barry Bostwick, and Janet Weiss, played by Susan Sarandon, who mm-hmm. both uh, have an evening with Frank and Furto, and um. When so when that scene played where because and this is it, it, it does a lot of weird stuff happening in the movie but like okay they no it's a pretty normal house bro <laughs> uh the the tire bursts um they go into the house there's this big dance party going on which that's right. okay that's yeah, fine sure. yeah, whatever fun. um and then they're like oh well you have to stay the night 
Yeah, obviously. Take off your clothes, though. Yeah. For some reason. Clothes are wet. You see, that is the next thing. Like, they were just, he was just like, oh, it's just culture. Just people just, Brad. I often go to people's houses who deal with me. Brad Brad was just way too comfortable with him clothes being instantly taken off. At least Jenny was like, Brad is that kind of normal white person where he's polite to the point that they'll kill him. Yeah. He'll walk right into the pot, bowling pot. And I was thinking about this from like a Jamaican context. Like, suppose your tire really did burst and you some reason think let me go yeah, check the house the castle, right if you do end up going to the house which you wouldn't because right. you have sins right, right, right. <laughs> if riffraff comes to the door cut. you f- you cut same time you run out of speaking as a jamaican if i pull up out of there my darling wife and the time warp starts playing by like how you did that dance yeah that's hey. Hey. No, no, no. Hey. yeah that's, that's how that would work but you have to get through the door first and what comes to you at the door is riffraff skeletor looking face yes. you're running the other this way Huh? Yeah, you're good. You look, yeah, yo, wrong house in a duck. My yo, bad. My Enjoy your night. Sharon, they are sure. Oh, my God, you know. I've seen far worse looking white people. I, I, I w- <laughs> yeah, I'm talking like in in Jamaica. You go to a random house and you see that person come to the right. door. You run the other way. First of all, there's so many tire shops in Jamaica. Yes. You could tie yeah. a bus. You're so good. You don't yeah. need to go to somebody's house. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but so they 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 have to have separate rooms and they they have to go to bed. Um, and then there's dinner that takes place after they've already gone to sleep and at this point when they're having their dinner scene i'm mm-hmm. thinking okay it's got to be like 1 a.m and also Probably. what is for dinner except one big bird ham, one that they just slice up yeah. and then that's what you're eating but wait wasn't it some of um eddie some of yeah eddie, it was eddie yeah. The meat what? was Eddie. Oh, Eddie became meatloaf. Yes, as a big Eddie slap. Eddie became meatloaf. Wow, full circle. <laughs> but that's that is all that you're eating is just a plate of meat. Yeah. Um, but in those rooms, Damon, he's, he's keto. Maybe eat. he's keto. Maybe he's keto. Yeah. These aliens do not know what people eat. You know how hard it is to get into that that corset. You gotta keep it tight. I also like right, the the right. the um electric saw that has the cord mm-hmm. and everything it's just, it just felt very like this is a household <laughs> this is a home we have appliances this is a, here it's a delightful place it's like a house. yeah mm-hmm. we um, also have a crock pot we, we have a crock pot <laughs> we, we have we have an air fryer they're not invented yet but here they you are know. um we're from time and space it's fine <laughs> um but when they so when they have their separate rooms and frankenfurter like creeps in yeah this is coercion i call it so i was watching it with Brittany and she had that kind of look on your face when you're watching an old movie and you're right. just like oh are the morals different mm-hmm. is this one of those movies i have to just brace is myself is this a movie from the 70s yeah exactly <laughs> um and so he's talking with um janet yes. and disguising himself as brad yes. uh um frank is and like using brad's voice yes. um and then eventually like she figures it out mm-hmm. does brad no move like that <laughs> She's like, Brad hits them not so loose. I'm not sure. Brad almost spot them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, Brad and, so. Um, it's, it's like eventually she seems to be agreeing to it, but there's a lot of protesting up front. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he does the same thing with Brad later sure. on. Um, so I want to know how you guys, what were your thoughts watching those scenes, you know, from a modern context? Okay. Um, I did the cheat in math, and um, because Janet then fucks Rocky right after, that cancels up Brad. Brad is cool in the clear. Um, I mean, she was already 
with uh, Frank Inferta before yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. they were hot to the Rocky. So I'm like, yeah, cheating math. Everybody's exposed. Like, you know, two, okay. two, no, two negatives make up positive. Well, I watched this right. when I was a kid. So my insight, I was like, Janet, you a hoe. Right. Like, I was like, all right, everybody cheats and everybody got, all right, cool. But I was like, Janet, you know what's sad. And on top of that, is that next person, man? So you're a homewrecker, Janet. Yeah. So I was just like, Janet, Janet, you're not Janet. Janet would be that girl you'd have to beat up. Great. She does. So that's Relax yourself, my girl. Everything we're true at, you know, for catch. Relax right. now. Um, uh, seriously, though, I saw it as just another Dracula reference. Like, Dracula's gonna come in and course you to do whatever he feels like. Anyway, it's not really up to you at that point. So I just saw Yeah, it it's that. playing up the idea of the monster and uh, queerness as the monster, as the boogeyman, as the thing that's coming to get you, yeah. as this thing that can be transferred and absorbed and um, imposed on other people. I think that's what the movie is trying to trying to portray. Because then when oh, he, yeah, he like, Medusa's, Cedar, right? Medusa's them and then unmedusa's them, they're like doing his will and doing their little dance for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because I mean he's a villain. I don't. I didn't at any point think Frankenfurter was someone I should root for. I he's, don't think he was the at villain. No point, well, I, is he not? He's abducting people and abducting is a strong word. Okay. Um, he clo- it is, and it's what he, he was doing. He, <laughs> he, what he invited doing. them to his project, gave them a show. There was dancing. <laughs> there was dinner. There was dinner. There was a canopy like bed. Like, <laughs> I personally think there he was, was a dancing and music. Totally a monster. Take, take, takes a pickaxe to somebody, but you know, he first was of all, rude. sustainability. He used that meat back. Okay, fair enough. So he's eco friendly. So he's eco friendly. He's keto, keeping it snack. Right. he has outfits made for them who knows if they had to do alterations in their sleep like you don't know what he went through he's a great host uh-huh. <laughs> well i well, just aside from all the murder but okay i didn't think this was the point that would be very contentious of frankenfurter being a bad guy but my go first, on my first watch is coming back to me and i remember enjoying it up to the point of frankenfurter getting into their bedrooms and I remember that something s- flipped in me, and I'm like, "Oh wait, he's a bad guy then." Mm-hmm. And I feel I don't think that they were glorifying Frankenfurter in any way, considering that he does get off in the end. I feel like that was kind of the yeah. justice, yeah. justice served. But I I do think that they were not trying to present it as this is a consensual thing. I think they were presenting it as Frankenfurter is not. A yeah, good I think guy. it's presented as coercion for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I do think, like, up until that point, even even though he is keeping them from leaving, even because the song... It's like a Dracula figure. Yeah, his his song is so, like, jovial, and you just you want to know more about him, so you're kind of on his side at that point. Um, when he crawls into the room and he's clearly manipulating these people, that's when f- the same thing. It was just like, oh, wow. Uh, just because you can sing and dance does not mean you're my friend. Right. Yeah. No, but it was the fact that so he does that to Janet, and you're like, oh, bro, weird. But then it's also like, mm, he is a villainous monster who is trying to, you know, perhaps seduce these people for, for ill will. But then the button on it is that he does it the exact mirror shot to Brad. So you're like, oh, no, this is the point. That he is just seduced. Oh, you're setting the mood in, man. That's, that's great. Yeah. Turn off these lights. Um, yeah, the, the point is, he is a, a <laughs> seductress alien, and he's trying to get these people involved in his little scheme he got going on. That's. that's He's a villain, guys. That's what it is. No, I think you know who I think the true villain is. The professor. 
which reference? You're talking oh, about the wheelchair, one. Wheelchair, 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 wheelchair. Are you talking about who you're perceiving as a villain or who the movie wants no, you to perceive as the, a villain? No, he's the villain because the man did set them up from the get-go. Him, I feel like him did something to the tire. Him did right. set them up for go there from right. time because he. I think he's secretly in love with Frankfurter because like why else would you go to this elaborate plan to go send people there? Because nobody for send nobody Eddie there. Eddie so. is his nephew. He said he, he went there, there yeah. to go and get Eddie. He went there to get Eddie. Yes. Yeah, he, uh, he gets a letter from Eddie. Eddie's like these people when, are gonna kill me. When Eddie did have time for it, letter in the freezer. It's. It, I mean, it's in his handwriting and everything. They I have the letter. I think he forged it. You know, Lexi, you get into this mood sometimes <laughs> where you just have to deny, <laughs> even though Doubling the evidence is on down. the screen. I love Egypt. <laughs> doubling down. I yes. love Lexi Egypt. A lesson in doubling down. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, strong. I'll send you the screenshots of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have to see that. I need him to confirm it, but well, we can't because he's, he's dinner. Because he's dinner. Yeah. Love hate. Um, things was written on. It's the same one he wrote his note in. Right. How do we know that wasn't done post mortem? Do you remember the the part in the First song? All, Eddie, Eddie came through on a block with a big gash in his face. All right, so you don't know what Eddie's up to. First of all, right? how we don't know Eddie wasn't trying to rob Frankfurter because <laughs> Lexi because is Frankfurter's lawyer. Was out here for the audience. Yeah. Magenta was out here in cahoots. Is Frankfurter's defense attorney? Because she out here in cahoots with Eddie. So how she link up Eddie as our boyfriend? Yo, Eddie was gonna rob rob Frankfurter real and quickly. You know, Sam, go back to the to the alien spaceship. You said, but we just rob the Frankfurt, I saw him. I was like, podcast. boom! But I don't have time for you. Put him in the freezer, and him mm-hmm. come out, and him try to start the food. So Frankfurt is like, mm-hmm. done this job. So honestly, I think for I think okay. the professor and Eddie, yeah, man, and Magenta, in, in those are right. those are the bad guys in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that has been uh, Lexi's por- forms of paranoia. Ladies <laughs> um, okay, oh, wait, go ahead. can we talk about one thing that nobody? We can d- talk d- about several things. Yeah, in the podcast. Several. You right. <laughs> you right. We can talk about all the things. Yeah. Did anybody else guys. notice that? Okay, so when Magenta and Frankfurt were in disguise yes. at the at the wedding, yes. did Pretty anybody standard. see the setup for the funeral, the baby funeral? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was dark. I was just like, I don't ever forgot oh, baby yes, funeral yes, yes. at the so front. Yeah, yeah. I see what you, when when Brad proposes to Janet and they're doing their whole big song big. through, and then you see Riff Raff and Magenta with the with the coffin. It's the, just and I was like, that's a child's coffin. Yes, it's a this, small coffin. And I'm just like, y'all out here singing love, and there's a funeral setting up. That's yeah, a, yeah like, it's a juxtaposition, and it's one of the things. It's yeah. one of the most fascinating things about the introduction um, to the to the film, and yeah. the fact that the f- first major event is a marriage between a man and a woman. It's this kind of representation of heteronormativity and heterosexuality, and I think it's the funeral in the background is intended to contrast with this new beginning, the idea mm-hmm. of endings, and yeah. again relating, um, kind of playing up this idea of queerness being associated with. Um, like social death and things like that. So yeah. Well, it, it two two things that that made me think of. It's a great foreshadowing, as yeah. Rue is saying. Well, well, two things that made me think of. One, um, Eddie's song is very much just like whatever happened to the good old days. Yeah. We're we, we, we hanging around with your baby mm-hmm. uh, and singing to the tunes on the radio that were made for us straight. Um, and the second that meatloaf was allowed to just come here and do a meatloaf song. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the second thing is the this it. The juxtaposition is also like their obliviousness. Like yes, they they are very yeah. much like they're yeah. so caught up in their own. It's the lives. idea of straightness and innocence, right. and then the queerness comes in to kind of yeah. illuminate the rest of the world, the seedy undergirth that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're just under, completely yeah. caught up in the way that you live and your narrative of how the world is, and then it's exactly. just this. Some there's that funeral going on in the background. These people are just talking about how much they love each other. Right. Um, th- 
So you mentioned already that you consider Eddie to be your Pyacan. Yes. Um, we have two guests here mm-hmm. that have never heard the show, I, I assume. Is. So we can tell them that, um, do you know what a Pyacan is? Do you know, have you ever seen Avatar, The Way of the Water? Okay. So John's never seen Avatar, The Way of the Water. Rue, have you seen it? Okay. All right, cool. Great. We never had to do this to two people at the same time. I mean, I'm hoping that we have more than one person hitting play. So I'm assuming we've done it to more than one person. Uh, in-house. Damon. In-house, yeah. Okay. Physically <laughs> um, to them face. To them face. To them face. Okay, so in uh, Avatar The Way of Water, a James Cameron film, um, uh, there That's is a character thing. called a Pyacon in that film. He happens to be a big old alien whale. Um, he comes in like an hour or so into the movie and he is immediately given like a background, um, char- character development, and he gets an amazing fight scene at the end of the movie. And so when you see the post of Avatar, you're like, ah, oh, blue cat people. I go to the blue cat people movie. And you get the blue cat people movie, right? But then in the middle of the movie, here comes this fucking whale out of nowhere. You're like, holy shit. Yep. This whale, is this whale Loki the best character mm-hmm. in the movie? He is. Avatar Free Willy. Avatar Free Willy. <laughs> Literally, li- there's a Free Willy shot in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so me and Damon went to watch Avatar with our podcast on that, and we had like we had to like spread out thirty minutes going Pyakon though, right? They were talking about like eco terrorism and yeah, everything, yeah. and I was just like, "All right, guys, that's all nice and laughable. Right. Let's talk Toby about had the whale." Notes and she was going all about this thing. And we're but like, the Toby, whale Toby, though, Toby, Toby. did I have my notes that whale. one time? You always have your notes for Avatar. I don't know. You might not have had any notes. Yeah, it was like fresh from the theater. Yes, right. Maybe I did. I'll have to check. Guys, when we invented the Pyakon. These are two gates. This was Toby. We were there. We were there at the at the site. Yes. Okay. So from that episode, we kind of we kind of like jokingly said next episode. So who's like the Pyakon of this next movie we're doing? And we're like, oh, yes, we should pick out a side character in a film that is just like he's not concentrated on. He's not on the poster. We're just like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, he ain't the main guy, but you know, you got your eye on him. Right. He takes the spotlight. So. We're now discussing the Pyacon of Rocky Horror Picture Show. That is the longest you've ever done that. It was for two people. <laughs> oh, okay. For two people means it's twice as long. I, I, did, yeah. I just wanted to move fast. That's the math. That's yeah. the math. That's the math, baby. Bad math. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Yeah, uh, so, so Eddie, a.k.a. Meatloaf, um, yeah. Pyacon, burns for five Pyacon. minutes. You cannot take your eyes off of him. Yeah. Like, Don't you whine, Zagiel. <laughs> um, he um, fucks up Dr. Frankenberger's day. He gets real upset. He mm-hmm. like... Like he's like get freak freaks out and sends Rocky to like burst through on a motorcycle. I feel like motorcycle. any character that comes through on a motorcycle through, through a the wall, fucking fridge, my guy. Yeah, it's just like that. You notches above everybody else yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and really the fact that he's character. Tim Curry is so captivating from his steps on. Yes. And honestly, you're thinking, why are there any other characters in yeah. this if Tim Curry is here? Then Eddie comes in and just like with the guitars, like mm-hmm. da, 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 and it's mm-hmm. just and Sweet the Jean hot potato song is. Uh, I can't. I haven't got it out of my head since I saw it in 2010. Mm-hmm. You know, like at least once a week, I'm singing yeah. that to myself. I'm not sure, so yeah, um, definite Paracan for me. Yeah. Do we um, have a favorite character, guys? Yeah. Any, any, any of you guys have favorite characters? I don't think um, we can't. It can't. It can't be Brad Janet or Doctor Frankenfurt. <laughs> yeah. If it's not them three, then yeah. I think yeah. Britney's own is actually a riffraff. There we go. She th- she Sexy Igor? Se- sexy Igor. She, she, <laughs> likes, she likes how intimidating he is and how he seems to just be fucking with people all the time. He does the whole mutiny. Yeah. 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 Um, Toby, got a favorite character? Um, I think maybe Rocky. I don't know. Poor thing. Rocky he doesn't even pretty, know what's Rocky going on. Rocky was my second and choice. And, mm-hmm. and also, I loved his of first song right. of just being like, I've just been born and mm-hmm. life is terrible. Mm-hmm. And I am sad. <laughs> and I'm like, Existential mood. crisis early yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Out the gate with it. Um, Drew, we got in, in you know this musical genre, your favorite genre. What's your favorite character? 
Honestly, a team curry alone. Okay. Everybody mm. else never even have in. Then you could have mm. put some cardboard cutout. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been the same thing. Honestly, I don't know if it'd be as long running as it is, but that, yeah, it'd be a good it movie. It would be a lot more entertaining. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not saying it's not entertaining as is. I mean, that's what you just said. I don't <laughs> and the cardboard cutouts would have to be a lot more work for him. Right. Yeah. You, you know that tweet that says, um, take a movie, keep one character as the original actor and replace all of the characters with Muppets? <laughs> he could work. Tim Curry, Dr. Frankfurt, everybody yeah. else has Muppets. Yeah. If Kermit I, and Miss Piggy as Brad and Janet pull up. No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> An incredible movie. So bam, <laughs> you know, there's some ideas that you shouldn't share. Right. Because we can't. You think it. I'm losing money on it? No, no, no. I'm saying, somebody's going to steal it? No, not that. It's just it'll never get made. Right. And now, like, I can't see that. No, we're all right. just thinking I about can't it. see yeah. Tim Curry. No, I'm here to ruin our listeners. Day interacting day with Kermit and Miss Piggy, yeah. Brad and Janet. Yeah. Or, or like, um, Riff Raff being played by the, what's his name, the monster? The, mm-hmm. Well, they're all monsters, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, that's, why would you do that to Yeah. Me? I want to say I thought it was going to be an actual horror mm-hmm. show. And so I you heard what Rocky gave Horror it, picture what show. What gave like, oh, that away? Horror That's picture. weird. It should have been Rocky Horny Picture Show. Yeah. <laughs> you, thought this was, you thought this was a boxing movie, right? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but when uh, Eddie comes out and slams the door, yes. I thought he slammed the door on Rocky. Yes. And I thought Rocky was going to be like all in pieces, running mm-hmm. around the place, killing people. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, the name came yes. in. Right. None of that happened. Okay. Disappointing that there was only so, so, so sorry. So sorry. one gory death that we didn't even see. Um, I would like a lot more blood. Yeah, there's not a lot of blood in it, no. Um, there's not a lot of fluids, but, you know, fluids are exchanged. Oh, there's I a lot think of fluids in this movie, David. The budget think, was... Uh, the, do you see how you know, expensive corsets are? Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. the budget... There was not enough for blood and corsets. It well, speaking of budget, it's, it's not a big budget. It's 1.4 million. Yeah. Um, it's it's made... It says 226 million, um, but that's over the Who course. gets that money? So, let's say funny thing about that. Um... This was just a standard job for everybody, right? Everybody mm-hmm. just got you one paycheck, you did your musical, you dipped. This movie made no money on its release, and it's only like in the midnight shows for 50 years, it just collectively grew. Whenever they interviewed Tim Curry or Susan Sarandon or anybody from this movie, they're kind of like, yeah, 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 Rocky was fun. They don't want to talk about it. Y'all know why? Because nobody gets a back end on that. That's All the money so was in the back end. Up. And you just, you just don't do a deal. When you just make that movie, you're like, yeah, just pay me my 50 grand or whatever, and I'll dip. So all the money's made, and they're like, they know it's their best movie, but they're like, they're upset. To talk about it's it one of their best time. movies, but they have to deal with like, it's that little Hallmark yeah. movie they do on Christmas yes, when exactly, they're hungry yeah. and they want a little food. Not for Christ- even that no, though, because yeah, the Hallmark you can get the residuals off of if it plays on TV, you know. Yeah. So um, I feel away. All right, so you guys brought your thoughts, and I, I love the theory that you guys are bringing, and I love your perspectives. Um, now I just need everybody to just talk about the music in this and just tell me what's Pick your favorite, favorite song. song. Right what's your favorite Time warp. Song? I'll be Good going choice. To the bathroom at this um, junction <laughs> in the. Now, Rui, your favorite song. Now, now to me, for, for <laughs> me, <laughs> sing us your favorite song. Like. For me, Toby. Come on. As as catchy as opportunities is not my favorite, but it really, I struggle probably daily mm-hmm. between Time Warp and Sweet Transistor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, Sweet Transvestite is up there for yeah. me, for mm-hmm. sure. And I will I will sing Time Warp to myself, but like I hear Sweet Transvestite and I just feel transported back to like I can see to, this to scene clearly to Transylvania. Mm-hmm. Um Tim Curry actually, so I was introduced to his 
uh, singing voice because yes. I knew him from like as you said Home Alone 2 um, you know just like being Tim Curry wasn't allowed to watch Rocky Horror when I was a kid but what I was allowed to watch Fern. was Fern Gully Okay. Oh yes, yes, my yes, God. Yes. If you remember Fern Gully, which is uh, speaking of Avatar, not yes. the place oh, yes. in Ocherios. Yes. No, not the place in Ocherios. Um, it's a movie about these uh, fairy creatures that are trying to protect the forest. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams plays a bat that was experimented on. He has a rap in it. Great performance. Yeah. But Batty Tim rap. Curry, Batty rap. It's yeah. literally called Batty rap. It's called Batty rap. Yeah. <laughs> um, look up Batty rap extended version if you never have. They just let Robin Williams go. It's great. Anyway. Uh, Tim Curry plays a cloud of smoke sure does. Mm-hmm. and he has a whole song about how much he wants to pollute the forest and how much he <laughs> loves pollution and how he loves humans for causing pollution and that man got some pipes yeah. um, so then from coming out of pipes <laughs> performer, my guy. yes good job um, so watching this after seeing that and hearing that the deep war does mm-hmm. you know um, that was Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit Sean. You know what? I was doing some Sean Connery earlier, yeah, and my brain was like, "Oh, you're doing impressions again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the here's the one yeah, that Sean you did. We'll, we'll we already have out. Sean queued up. Yeah, um, but yeah, his vocal performance in Sweet Transvestite is so good. Um, yeah, I don't. I uh, that uh, that or Time Warp is is a really good. I can't. I can't decide. All bangers, all John, what's yours? Oh, it's Time Warp. I Time Warp. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess mine's wildly different then. I really like Janet. I mean, Oh, touch me. Touch 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 me. Good song, yeah. I wanna feel dirty. Yeah. The slow build up to it, the the just like this was a woman who has had something awoken. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Her awakening. Being being been flicked really, for the first really, time. Really she's she like fainting and passing She discovered like her whole her like, whole yeah. era. Yeah. Kind of into this yeah. actually. Yeah. Janice is the original yeah. whole era when you're like you're like yo I've been caged for too long. Yeah. Let's I'm outside. She's the original outside body. She yeah she yeah. Especially but, since it was um you know Susan Sarandon. And being shocked that it was Susan Sarandon and seeing her do something like this. I right, you know, Susan to be somebody's mother. Susan is always Susan is always somebody's mother. Weirdest thing though, I when I was like growing up, I would see Susan Sarandon in things and I would think, that's a good looking mom, right? Mm-hmm. And then to see this, I was just like, Oh, okay, so this is what I've been wanting my entire life. Younger. She is so hot in that yeah. scene and in the whole movie. Um, lots of good looking yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's a good song. That is, a, it has good songs. To, to, I don't think there's a bad song in it. I had more. Appreci- I would cut the dinner song. I don't care for that song. That yeah, the it, I don't even. Come, the guy sings. I'm like, it's it's not my favorite this. either. Yeah, it never add. I I had more appreciation for Rocky's song hearing it this time. Before I was just like, it. it what it was was when he stopped singing and he became so childlike and he even when he walks he he waddles like a toddler um he has trouble speaking but then when it comes to singing you know he has full stanzas and uh, you know uh knowledge like his songs make reference to things that you would only know if you've been alive for a while doesn't really make sense so i think that kind of was what was i struggling with when i first watched it but like hearing him this newborn talk about how much life is pain um, maybe it's because I'm getting jaded and old. Yeah, it's just resonating with me. I don't have a favorite song per se, but there is that image of when they're all in the pool and they're all swimming together and the camera's on the water with them. Mm-hmm. I love when uh, gender stops and it's all just beautiful bodies yeah. swimming and intertwining. I just really love they got, they, they, that. They have a pool orgy, that's all. Yeah. yeah. 
A porgy. A porgy. Oh, what did what you didn't say what the paracon was? What's your word? My parakeet. No, no, no. You said a parakeet already. I want a new keyword. Pompadour. You did yeah, that already. I did pompadour already. Yeah. Pomegranate. What's on your shirt? Playboy. There you go. No, that's completely that's. I not think it works close. for this episode though. Ah, <sighs> fine. Okay. okay, so mine would be. Even though she's a villain, magenta. Not magenta. Sorry, Colombia. Oh, I meant no. to say earlier when I was saying magenta, I meant to say yeah. Colombia. Colombia, even like, though she's a villain, mm-hmm. she's in a cahoots with the villain them, villain gang. Oh, sorry. The, in your version of the movie, she's a villain. Got it. Yeah. Okay. In right. Oh, I also want to say, um, <laughs> th- th- this, this is very funny. I noticed on the second watch when Colombia and magenta are watching um, thing they're on the TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go, tell us about it. Tell us about it, Janet. Yeah. My brain went, oh, look, this movie passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> Okay. What's the Bechdel test again? Two uh, women have two, to be having a conversation. Need to just have a two conversation named women. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it has to be so, out, not about the man, yeah. not about the man, <laughs> uh, or the plot as it relates to the man. Yeah. They, they gotta have a regular conversation just about you know, yeah, going to the supermarket. Well, I choose her because my light. That she have a little underpart one. Mm-hmm. She I try to get her. She have a little side man. Right. I do. She I have mean, a little tap dance. She's also look. the only one that will stand up the only one of the humans that stands up to Frank and Ferta. yeah like, and I also like when she dis Janet and Brad we're just like oh you're coming to like I've already seen and she, it and she dropped, and she dropped them clothes the like we're take this spot I <laughs> no, just love because that. Brad was rude Brad was like oh you mean people like you would be impressed and he's like I've been there bro <laughs> I've you already seen here's it. your fucking shirt here's well, your fucking pants I was gonna iron them but no I'm not going to exactly do it. She would have treated them well because, as we've established, this whole castle has great hospitality. Exactly. Well, I tell you, so the underplot that he was going to rubber. So, honestly, what was that thing Americans have? Where them uh, can sh- uh, that, violence, but uh, it's just like the thing stand your ground, like you're in my house. If you're in my house, I'm right for shoot you. If you're in my house, I do things. Right. And he was in a Florida. First of all, he's messing up the floor with his bike. Who go pay for these floors? Right. Hmm? Who go pay for these um, floors? Probably the huge staff is gonna clean up. I imagine. That's that's you see. He was thinking of his staff. He's like, my staff shouldn't have to clean up after this 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 Nothing bike like rider. Does not strike me as a good arm <laughs> head of the household. Actually, you're ridiculous. Again, were you rewatching the same movie? We were actually. Because clearly you didn't see that he's like a. Like say you know hospitali- you know you know you know how mutinous happen when management is not doing their job. You know, actually, Toby, earlier when you were talking about making Rocky and being the idea of, you know, the, the straight vision of a ideal man, um, it's in that song, uh, In Just Seven Days I Can Make You a Man, and he's talking about how he needs to have the glistening abs and the, you know, working mm-hmm. out and everything. Out, yeah. yeah. Lots of baby oil. Yeah, and, and like that, you know, you, uh, Janice says um, she doesn't like a man with muscles, and Brad on one hand, wants her to say that because he has none. He not have them, but also he want other people for no say him have muscles, muscles yeah. so you can't say that you don't like a man with muscles. The, uh, the, I, that is a frighteningly um relatable. <laughs> like, see, yeah, because um, yeah, like I don't know, I don't, I never really felt like I needed to uh, work out tons, right. but I did have it in my mind. Dr. Frank and Sarah will never have you, then. You didn't need to have the fine. usher cut. Like, no, I didn't need to have the usher cut. Um. I, I loved myself enough to not need to like alter my body. Oh, body positivity. Yeah. Um, but it's always been a thing in my space that that's some like you know men, women, whatever. That's mm-hmm. that's the you're bombarded with. That's what you need to look like. Um, 
and then when Rocky comes out, I think it was you, John, when we had it on earlier. Every time I say John's name, he looks like he's going to the principal's <laughs> office. Like he's afraid I'm going to say... Uh, this is just words you said earlier, bro. It's okay. <laughs> um, but you were looking at Rocky and you're just like, yeah, he has like an eight-pack. Like this This is a very built it's man. It's a Tarzan-like looking But you have to remember that's back when like the requirement for like for fitness in mm-hmm. school wasn't like us like oh run a lap like they literally had to pull off like a military style yes. thing so back then abs was just like give way like dash way like here you have some abs you have some abs so if you never have abs you was really like the odd one out okay have, have abs for finish the the regular fitness of the day yeah so yeah, that was it, expected like um just the representation of the commentary the movie is making about the idea of of um, ideal straight yeah, of yeah. cis heteronormative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dr. Frankfurt is trying so to create the perfect yeah. Aryan man. Yeah, and it's so <laughs> artificial that it's something that you can achieve within seven days. Mm-hmm. You know, you can throw some paint I just thought that was like a God reference. You can really. make it. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the only way to see it is to confirm that he had a small penis. <laughs> because usually if them have no, more Janet than... Janet seemed pretty okay with the whole thing. <laughs> First of all, white women will, will play up anything, okay? We know they're actors. Liberating. So any mm-hmm. penis that's fair. That's fair. Which is really sad, but you know what's messed up? Like, like it's messed up that that is like that was the ideal or that's kind of the ideal man that you're thinking of because I know he has a small penis, but I know said Brad, Brad, listen, some about tall lanky men, yeah. them have the things, them, ja- them have the things. Yes. Uh, so ja- if Janet never satisfied no, with Brad, she never deserve him, dirty girl. But I also want to say if he is the ideal man, mm-hmm. with that baby brain of his, yes. Yeah. Um, first of all, that makes a they're lot all sense. stupid. But, but, but that's the, I, <laughs> they're that's all funny. dumb. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I, I suppose. And stupid. Yeah. That is yeah. the idea. As, as Toby had said, I don't know if it was on mic or not, but him being the perfect. And strong, himbo. like boo. I don't need yeah. Yes. And, and um, when, when I was watching with Britney, she was just like, who is this Ken coming onto the movie? Just, and then as he started to speak, he was just, yeah, talking about existential dread and everything and looking like he does and having no brain. Yeah, this is... Toby, thank you for saying himbo because my brain was trying to think of the word and I couldn't. I was yes. saying buff twink. Buff ah, twink. Uh, that works. That works. <laughs> he's, a, he's a muscle bottom. He's yeah. a muscle yeah. hunk. He's, he's a muscle uh, hunk bottom. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's Kenoff. He's he is Kenoff. He's Kenoff. Rocky, Correct. you are Kenoff. Um, uh, but in the song, he, he talks about the, the Charles Atlas um, bodybuilding mm-hmm. course. Um, Man hold on the globe. Yeah. And I was just looking at the poster for it. It says 10 steps to a better body. Like, it's just tho- those things of, um, and even today, you scroll through. Inst- like, yeah. if I talk about wanting to exercise yeah. with Instagram, anybody, like, what's that, bro? Instagram is just like, <laughs> hey, you know, you could do that really could easily from guy, home yeah, yeah. for like 30 days right. if you just do this. And here's the thing. You got to pay for it to find out right. how. Pay okay. for supplements, my guy. Right. But if in the fact that you do have money, please to come to Dr. Miami because we can get you in and out in an hour. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would like to plug my favorite twink, mm-hmm. who is Troy Sivan. And, um, Ru, when he said wait, plug your wait, favorite twink. Hold I on. My, that. my youth is yours. Huh? My youth is yours, Troy Sivan. My what? My youth is yours, Troy Sivan. The song. Him my sing. Him yours? not sing. Yeah, he sings. So no, yeah, that's him song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah, but that's he does have girl. this new song, um, One of Your Girls, yeah. in which he does dress up um, in drag mm-hmm. and he's dancing for like a pop star um i don't remember his name yeah which i didn't even think he was pop starry but whatever it kind of does remind me of um this a little bit because it's like 
you know, Ross Lynch is the perfect Blonde, guy and he's like, right, guy. you know, like you should trademark your face because everybody wants you because you're perfect. Um, but I'm going to dress up as one of your girls for you, yeah. you know, if you want that. Oh my kind of made me think back. The movie made me think back to the song, but also I've been listening to the song nonstop. So it <laughs> would have anyways. Also, he's, I didn't realize he's South African. God, they make good man over there. <laughs> they make yeah, man them nice. Shout out Charto Copley. Um, <laughs> all right, we do have to wrap up a little bit here. So right. I just wanted to, the last thing that I'll say Closing is... Closing thoughts, everybody. Um, there was a, a story recently that said something like 40% of young people, or there's some like significant percentage of young people um, in response to how they want to re- you know, receive their entertainment. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see sex scenes. Yes. They don't want to see nudity. They yes, find yes. it to be um yeah, because you're pulling like teenagers who I live see in, titties like, all the time I'm tired of titties in my a, stores yeah. like live at home with their parents and like you know don't see it publicly I don't know and if it be like their brains have been ruined by porn so they cannot like yeah so, so I, as I'm thinking of of something like this which comes out and it it talks about all these things and it you know it, it to well, first of all the the humor in it is very kind of modern even though it takes mm-hmm. place in the 70s and that's what makes it so timeless yeah. um but that idea of talking about sex and showing sex, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you said, to go see something like this, you have to go out at midnight, mm-hmm. to go watch porn. If you have to go out at midnight, you'd have to go in. There's so many stories of people going into the forest with their mom's um, magazines. Play, <laughs> yeah, to just jerk Why off. Why would you your mom's Playboy? Never mind, never mind. Never no, well, sorry, not your mom's Playboy magazines. Your mom's Victoria's Secret catalog. Okay. Your dad's okay. Playboys. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Right, the right, Sears right. catalog. Right. The Sears. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, you can access sex and stuff more right. nowadays because right. you, I mean, you don't even have to look for it. Yeah. It's just you scroll no, enough, kid, you're going like, to find it. They don't know what we've been mo- through. Yeah, modern day I kids think see, like, all nudity as titillation. They don't remember when we used to have yeah. that little channel and be like, oh, there's a nipple. Yes, yeah, get, yeah. They don't even know what we've been through. Right, right, right. There's uh, there's something really interesting about that. Um, there was an article I read a few years ago called uh, Everyone's Hot and No One's Horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it connected several ideas, you know, some of which we're talking about no it connected the inundation of nudity of sex of sexual material that we're having in this day and age with the fact that often it doesn't reflect our realities a lot of people are to they live with their parents so they don't want to invite people over there's this guilt associated with sexual activity there's you know everyone's busy doing this or the other to survive and the way that we view sex is a bit different now it's almost reverting back to utilitarian Mm -hmm. um perceptions of Mm -hmm. sex um which is unfortunate because they sound more like brad and janet in the beginning of this movie Yeah. yeah so so i mean my belief is that sex belongs on screen always has always should and um eroticism Let's not go back to the Hayes code guys please. because <laughs> sex and eroticism are important parts of who we are as human beings in general um it's something that needs to be reflected on screen i think what needs to happen is the eroticism needs to come back and we have to bring back this idea of sensuality and an exploration of the senses through sex and through sexuality mm-hmm. and um the erotic well said i just wanted to add um it's also like post me too and post in in an era where people are very concerned about what you put out online mm-hmm. and it being something that can bite you yeah. later on it is 
awkward is a really light way of putting it, but yeah. it is very complicated to engage in sexual content, mm-hmm. uh, especially considering we hear so many stories in hindsight now of sex or nudity being put on screen in a way that was exploitative. Mm-hmm. Um, not ex- I mean, the effect of it, you got a good nudity, nude scene and, and you got a scene that really explored sexuality and did great things for people, but what happened behind the scenes to Seems create bad. that um yeah and and you know they have now you hear more about intimacy coordinators i did want to talk about that because i have a friend who's a certified intimacy coordinator here uh no she's it's a little bit more complicated than that mm-hmm. because they do invite intimacy coordinators here that's how i met her she's no I, I was hoping to here. get one on the podcast that's all Let's um, fishing for well when she comes when she comes back i could ask her okay great but um you know, it's really interesting um, in this age, the idea of the intimacy coordinator. They're doing really incredible work yeah. because it doesn't just revolve around the sex scenes, um, you know, as like the actual sex scenes. It also revolves around the things that I'm saying need to come back to cinema, yeah. the eroticism, the sensuality, Exploring the that, sensory yeah. experience. And um, the intimacy, the concept of an intimacy coordinator is very new. And I was exposed to it in 2020 when I watched Normal People, which is now one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Mm-hmm. And it was the first TV show that I watched where I knew for a fact that they had an intimacy coordinator right, on right, set. Right. And it showed, yeah. you know, like the the way that certain things are captured and the way that it makes the audience feel. You can tell that there's this sort of time um, that's dedicated to it to really portray it in this tender angle yeah for that show specifically yeah. but yeah intimacy coordinators are great yeah. sex is great eroticism is great bring it all back mm-hmm. thank you yeah baby <laughs> i think it's also reflective of the type of movies that people are making these days um in the last couple of years it's been a lot of superhero movies mm-hmm. and inserting sex into that kind of a movie feels out of place it doesn't feel Something like it does anything for the for plot children, yeah. it feels like well not even just for children but as as a person watching that movie like why are these two people having sex what is it doing yeah like the world's at stake right no mm-hmm. like for your character it's not giving you any kind of pause when you do something. It's yeah, not making you think of somebody. It. It's not doing anything except putting sex in because maybe it'll make somebody want to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as you said, bringing back eroticism, sensuality. Have a reason for the sex to be there. Yes. Don't just put sex in a like, movie because it, yeah. you think it needs Case to in be point, there. the Chloe Bailey um, Beehive movie thingy. I didn't even watch that. Swarm. Beehive. You could have just because that's what you, I could already remember the name. Mono said bees involved. And then just yeah, just the yeah, way yeah. that people are having sex. Um, you know, it looks like what's that new show with what's his face? Weekend. Gotta be a bit more specific. Oh, the idol. <laughs> the idol. Right. Where that the was sex good. Feels so exploitive. It feels so violent. It's like you understand. Yes, that he is being violent a violent person an exploitative person but like i don't really necessarily want to see all of that yeah on the screen um, that might that might be a problem with the fact that the this shit theory i want to talk about for a second um this is a little tangential but it's still related to what we're talking about got, in the context of minute. sex in media 
But pornotrope is, is basically the idea um, under black studies of the intersection of pain and suffering with sexuality and with sex. And we see it a lot. When, once you understand the concept, you see it everywhere in um, the way certain movies um, approach sex. And it's one of the issues that Rue is presenting, this idea of sex feeling very disconnected. The violence makes it feel mm -hmm. very disconnected. The 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 plot that's surrounding the sex makes it feel very disconnected. And so, um, yeah, it's that's an important important addendum to what I was saying, the fact that the sex has to play a part in the plot. Um, and I think that can be in different ways. Like, it can be something that's not necessarily directly related to the plot, but the way that the narrative unfolds makes, makes the sex an organic part of the narrative. I want to bring it back to Rocky Horror because there is a lot of sexual content, content, mm -hmm. um, but it's very relevant to the show. It's very yeah, it's relevant. All yeah, yeah. To it's all about the construction. Right, it's all about queerness, the characters, um, the plot, and also the messaging. The, yeah. Right, and so like it doesn't feel out of place. It doesn't feel crude. It feels this organic. Movie should in fact be horny. Yes. Right, like, and we all left horny. <laughs> Well, that's a good way. That's a good. That's, I can't think of a better way to end saying, it. Yeah. The Rocky right. Horner Picture podcast, Show. Love it, love the love Rocky love Horner it. Picture Show. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys for contributing to our little show here. Yeah. Um, sorry that we did not murder anybody because apparently, according to Lexi, that's how you do good hospitality. Murder. It's not good, but it's Frankfurter's well, defense attorney. He turned. Contact he turned. Rue also wanted a bit of murder earlier. Yeah. From yeah. he yeah. turned a man into a meal, so. Yeah. He's being eco-friendly. I understand. I understand. Oh, right. I didn't even get snacks. She got straight. She got straight snacks. Speaking of snacks and meals, I just want to say on Mike. Uh, I told you this over the DM, but goddamn girl, them waffle cone, waffle tacos, cheesecake waffle tacos, them cheesecake waffle tacos that you brought, heaven, heaven incarnate in my mouth. I love that. That was great. Thank you very much for that. All right. Good ad read. What's it called? What's the thing? Uh, all that treats. Oh, all that treats. All that treats. All that Because I'm all that Lexi online. Ah, okay. All so that. If you treats. want to stock either of those pages, it's fine because mm. I they go back on sale starting next week, which will be November first week in November, whatever date. I don't know numbers, but yeah, man. Yeah. They're gonna sell things. Right. Things are gone. Well, you should buy them because they're good. Yes. All right. Thank you for so plugging in a bit. Thank you very much for listening. We have to go. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.